This is the EWN Podcast Network. We all have lives filled with stories. Their stories make us who we are, and they are all important. Welcome to Epic Stories. I'm your host, Jean Tillery, and I want to share a story with you. Now, this episode is going to be a bit different. Usually, when I want to tell someone's story, I interview them. I want them to be the ones to tell their story from their perspective and what makes it meaningful and why it's important to them. Today, though, I want to introduce you to my dad. Yesterday would have been his 94th birthday, but he lost his battle with colon cancer in 1999. A few days ago, I was cleaning out some papers and I found a stack of things that my mom had saved of his. Most of them were from his work. He worked for Belden Wire and Cable for over 38 years and stepped down from being the national sales manager in 1990 as a first step to his retirement plan. He wanted to leave the home office in Indiana and move back to Texas and his new position as the redistribution manager allowed him to do just that. He continued with Belden for another three years before his official retirement in 1993. Organizing and filing all those mementos really started me thinking about him and how his story deeply affects my story. I often talk about my belief that little girls need strong, loving fathers to not only show them that they are loved and lovable, but to show them what that love looks like. Many of the women that I've worked with over the years realize that they have spent their lives making decisions about what they expect from a man and what they'll put up with based a lot on how their fathers treated them and how they saw their fathers treating their mothers. My dad traveled a lot for work often being gone three weeks a month. But there were a few things that we could count on. Number one, he would always try to be home on the weekends and that he adored my mother. Growing up, we were not always close, but I never questioned that he would always love and protect me and always wanted the best for me because he always loved and protected my mother and always wanted the best for her. He would put up a lot from us kids as long as we didn't make my mom cry. He respected me, even though we often disagreed. In fact, we mostly disagreed for a good part of our life. But he always encouraged me to try new things, even when they weren't easy. He never made me feel like I failed. He was often aloof, but he was open to talking to me and answering my questions about his work, his life, his beliefs. He didn't preach what he believed in, but he lived it every day. My dad was a plant whisperer. People would regularly bring him their dying plants and he would revive them. When we moved from Texas to Indiana, a whole section of the moving van was just his plants. And he had a greenhouse built in the back of our house so that he could winter them over um, and so that they wouldn't die and they'd be brilliant the next spring. That talent that he had with plants, he also had with people. Throughout the years, I've had people tell me stories about working with or for him. 
He took a real interest in who you were and what you wanted. He was willing to lead you and teach you, but he was demanding and expected no less than your best. At some t- at the same time, he would also be the first one to volunteer to help out in the, any way that he could. It was from him that I learned to love the art of construction. Our Sunday afternoons after mass would often entail going for a drive. Now, in Houston in the early 70s, we were right in the middle of the huge housing explosion and custom houses were being built all over. There was nothing more exciting than walking through a new construction just being framed out, trying to guess what the rooms were going to be and imagining how I could redo it much better. But love came in handy when I designed and built my dream house here in Virginia. My dad was a great communicator. He was a great listener. He knew how to read a room and he knew how to capture a crowd. And he knew how to tell a story and how to deliver a punchline. He was funny and laughed loud and often. I think I got that from him. My dad was diagnosed with colon cancer in November of 1997. He'd been feeling bad for a while, but we couldn't figure out exactly what the problem was. The cancer was only discovered because it had spread into his liver. The doctor told us that we all needed to come home for Christmas because the prognosis wasn't good and they were giving him six months to live. As usual, my father was not going to let someone else dictate his story. And we were lucky enough to have him for a year and a half. I firmly believe that what made the difference for him was that he was not going to let the cancer define him. He continued to work. When he started getting tired during the day, we put a couch in his office so that he could rest if he needed. Then he worked from home for as long as he could. I was lucky to have had the ability to travel back and forth to Texas often during those last few months. No matter how bad it got, he always made the most of every day. Those days were a treasure. So many stories, so many laughs. I got to know him in a way that I never had before. I remember going out to dinner for my mom's birthday. He hardly ate anything, but he still had a smile on his face. Even when he told me that he had decided to stop the chemo treatments, he had fought a good fight but the benefits from the chemo were few and no longer worth the battle. I had a feeling that those that news was coming. I had watched him looking at his bedroom window one day as the yard crew came and mowed his grass and worked in his flower beds, the two things that I know he loved and missed. He passed away five weeks later. I was amazed, but not really surprised at the number of people at my father's funeral and the cards and the flowers that we received, and the letters, long letters with stories of how my father had touched their lives. I wish I could tell him what a huge impact he had had on my life, even all these years later. My company, Epic Living with Gene, was founded on the basis of making the most of every day. No matter how bad a day was, no matter how hard things were, no matter how much pain, how much frustration, we can still find something epic about it. I never imagined that this mantra would be keeping me afloat. The last four months, the health issues have tackled me physically and mentally. Some days it is very hard to even find one epic thing, but I keep doing it because if he could do it, 
then so can I. Now, I realize that not everyone had great fathers or great relationships with their fathers, but good or bad, they are a part of your story, maybe a part you love, maybe a part you want to change, and that is okay either way. But if you do have a relationship with your father and he is still alive, call him right now, today. Tell him I told you to. And if you are a father, hug your kids. Tell them that you love them no matter what. And if you have a daughter, make sure she knows how a real man should treat a real woman. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed the story, let me know by sharing it using the hashtag Epic Stories Podcast or leave a comment on my Epic Living with Jean Facebook page. Head to my website, epiclivingwithjean.com to learn more about what it means to live epic. While you're there, download my free guide, Seven Ways to Start Living Epic to Take Your First Steps. If you'd like to learn more about my Dream Manager program or just want to chat about what epic might look like in your life, reach out and we'll set up a call. See you next time. I hope you go out and live epic today and every day. And remember, it's all about the story.